0: You are listening to special pandemic coverage of the coronavirus on the John DePietro Show. J.K.L. Engineering, folks, whether it's wintertime, spring, or summer, they'll keep you nice and comfortable in your home. Why not let J.K.L. Engineering, let them design and install a natural gas, high-efficiency carrier infinity system, energy-efficient, quiet Folks, it's John DePietro. weekdays. We start at 11. We go until 2 on AM 1380, 99.9 FM. And you can always listen online at the website, depetro.com. It's time for our segment, This Week in Politics. Joining us, he's the managing editor, oceanstatecurrent.com. It's Justin Katz. Justin, I want to start off with, um, boy, that was pretty remarkable on Friday. Speaker Mattiello, uh, he usually limits where he does interviews. He ventured outside his normal setup. And, uh, and was being asked two things that really stood out. Was, uh, here you have the Speaker of the House, Speaker Nick Mattiello. And first he says he's unaware or not convinced that there was slavery in Rhode Island. And then Friday was, and it had been building momentum. Uh, the General Assembly was back in session last week and uh, was asked about Juneteenth and had, uh, had no knowledge what, what Friday was. Now, granted I understand. Maybe a regular person may say, "You know, I think I had heard something about that, but I didn't know it was anything official." But this is the speaker, and they were back in session. But I think that just really stood out. And why that made news, which almost seems incomprehensible, was he was uh, completely caught off guard that at one point Rhode Island was heavily involved with the slave trade. So let's uh, start off with uh, the speaker, and that that certainly immediately got certain people that. You know i 'm not fond of him, saying that he is unfit to be the speaker
1: yeah the, well the the idea that he wasn 't aware of slavery in Rhode island that 's kind of a, a big one to miss, although he did they did clarify he knew that we were involved in the slave trade um, you know in in live interviews though so people say things what I find striking there is his his kind of approach of the, the, politi- the political way he he tries to respond to it is kind of the the, you know, honest ignorance is kind of the, the approach of, oh, you know what, I've got to become better educated on that, where you would kind of expect a little bit more, more spin. And, but it's opening him up to problems now. And I, th- I think we're seeing the problems. And frankly, I think the Juneteenth thing starts to become almost Orwellian. I, I did a, uh, a Google Trends search to see how many times people have searched that term. And really until 2018, it's almost nothing. Uh, it was mainly a Texas kind of a holiday, so to some extent, it's almost like uh, if if you went around the country expecting everybody to know what VJ Day is. Uh, it's so it's it that's where I, I start to I don't not sympathy for the for the speaker, but but concern about where we're going. Suddenly, if you don't know this term you are unfit for any office and' it's, it's come all of a sudden and you see it I've been I don't know <clears throat> you see it in news media as well locally <clears throat> a, a good journalist I would think would define a term like Juneteenth because honestly a lot of people don't know what it is yet this is the first year it's really been an explosion <clears throat> and they but they're not defining it because you're not allowed to not know what it is so I can uh, I do I do think it's interesting and I think the the most uh, the most the biggest question for the speakers is how much does, does his power behind the scenes, negotiating deals, giving out favors, how much does that insulate him from this kind of new cultural uh, wave? And that's, that's going to be the interesting question. You know, you have to wonder if he's kind of looking for an off ramp because <laughs> who would really, I mean, what are the benefits of being speaker that are, are worth this much heat for something like that? I, I do wonder.
0: I agree with that. Uh, at the same time, though, you know, keep in mind every February, uh, every day, a member of uh, the General Assembly gets up and they walk through some tidbit of of uh, of black history. There was even an argument. You go back in February um, when uh, when he was not there and Charlene Lima had taken over the rostrum and and uh, her and Joe Almeida were arguing back and forth. And so I- I'm just going to put him in the category, though, of uh of of i think this speaks volumes about about his staff like you know there are people as you know he has a lot of people in the payroll and one of the things that they're supposed to be doing is kind of keep him up to speed on things and you just think in light of what's been going on the speaker of the house the most powerful person who has like i said all these paid people with six-figure salaries what what exactly are they doing if they're not having any discussion on that and i get the You know, the regular person may say, yeah, I'm going to wear Juneteenth. However, in checking with uh, I have a high school junior going to be a senior. She has learned about that in school. But I just think also because of um, it had been building in the news that someone on his staff, maybe at the very least. So let's just say he's preoccupied with other things. But I just think this this also just shows uh, once again that he's like tone deaf on certain things. Let's also touch on um, Justin Katz. So they decide to finally come back. And I haven't seen anyone else do this, and I don't get the whole thing. 166,000 in plexiglass. It looks like they're all in the penalty box at a hockey game. Um, there's so many different venues. It wouldn't have cost anything uh, that they all could have just been distanced out. Um, and we can name, and several of them are, are vacant right now, whether it's, you know, the Pack or the, the dunk or even where, you know, the governor has hers at the veterans' auditorium, that there's certainly room in a balcony. You could have had sound and could have spaced everybody out. But um, what did you make of the fact that this was their idea to spend, you know, 166000 on this plexiglass?
1: Yeah, it seems like a another venue or some other kind of arrangement would have been more more common sense solution. I mean, you, you spent all that money on all this plexiglass. I, I guess if you're expecting this to go on forever— Uh, That would be worthwhile. I mean, I could understand stores installing if any store you go into, or or many of them have plexiglass shields, uh, but nowhere near the extent. And they're certainly reusable. So if they don't have to have them up, they'll take them down and put them in a store room and bring them out. But this was a a big to do. As you you said, it's, it's like it's like 113 honeycomb. Of, of of penalty boxes and that it really it, it's kind of disruptive of the process but it's also as you say not the most obvious obvious um way to go about it and i i would assume that there are several journalists at this point digging into the um, digging into the trail of money of who got paid to put that stuff up uh, because it does just seem uh, it's not the solution certainly that i would suggest and the State House is a pretty big place. and There are other venues in Rhode Island. It would seem that would be where you'd go first to try to save some money.
0: On top of that, you know, as we've learned more about it, um, the State House is, is generally warm this time of year to begin with. Never mind you have the heat. Now you have this sitting in these plexiglass penalty boxes. There's, there's no element of thinking outside the box, such as, you know, you do have – rhode island college you do have for instance uri um you know someone that would maybe just do a little more forward thinking might think of maybe we could utilize you know if one of the schools has even an outside type theater or arena more because as we know i mean the whole part about the virus is there's safety outside as opposed to inside where the virus can live but you know this to me is again there's no forethought and the the fact that even though you know the state is um, obviously uh, Justin cat's troubled and facing um, you know some real challenges budgetarily and and they think nothing of and that's the first thing that popped in my mind. Well, somebody got to pay off, you know, one hundred sixty six thousand on plexiglass. Like you've got to be kidding me. That's and not only that, but people that really study and and know about how the virus travels will say if you If you're sitting next to me at the general Assembly and and we have this Plexiglass up, but then if I'm coughing, if I'm like standing up or coughing into the air, the virus could travel over my box into your box right next door to me um, I, I just the, the, the it, It's just mind blowing to me like the the lack of forethought or how this came about or who was the person that thought to implement that. Or maybe they just felt because they were out for so long they needed to come up with a reason. But it, it's just again, Justin. These are people who, as long as the state is paying for it, um, they think nothing of spending other people's money.
1: Yeah, you, I mean, it makes you wonder how much would it cost to you know run an extension cord out to the lawn there, or you know have have your right. session right there. And it, it would be interesting. People could line up on the sidewalk and watch it go on. I, the it does, as you suggest. Really seem like people aren't thinking forward. What's what's this going to look like? How's this going to work? Why are we going this route rather than other options? See, I mean, but if our if our state general assembly asks questions like that, our our entire budget government process would be different as it is. Um, there there are so many other options they could have chosen.
0: Folks, uh, coming up, we are going to talk about the state name change. Also, mayor laws are in the news. More in the governor and a lot more. It's uh, John DePietro with Justin Katz, Managing Editor, OceanStateCard.com. Our segment is Politics This Week, and we're going to continue with more right here on the John DePietro Show. This portion of the program brought to you by Bethel Certified Softwash. Let's make sure your house and property looks the best it can look. Right now, spring is the time. You can text Jared, free same-day text estimate 401 617-2585. 617 2585. They have a great Facebook page. Bethel Certified Softwash. Let's get rid of that algae mildew that's outside in your home, the side of your home, on your pavement, on your patio. Maybe it's on the basketball court. Bethel Certified Softwash. They have a great Facebook page. Jared, the before and after pictures are just incredible. What your home could look like, or your garage, your property, with Bethel certified soft wash power wash now jared he came to our house folks it looks brand new get rid of you know it just happens you build up some of that algae and mildew and maybe sometimes you just have some dirt and grime bethel certified soft wash power wash especially now we're spending more time outside you want your house and property to look the best it can Jared did a fantastic job. My neighbors are saying, my goodness, Juan, look how beautiful your house look! It looks so clean. My kid said, Daddy, it's like the house got a bath. I said, it did get a bath from Bethel Certified Soft Wash. Text Jared, free same-day text estimate, 401-617-2585. Find them on Facebook. It's Bethel Certified Soft Wash. It's going to make your property, your home, your deck, your walkway any outdoor surface, he can get rid of it as far as the algae, mildew, gets rid of it with a very safe solution. It's
2: Bethel Certified Softwash. Have you been thinking about updating your website? Do you have questions about how to get the most out of social media for your business? Would you like a free consultation from a local digital marketing professional who has been doing this work for 23 years? Contact Care Naturals at Inabask Digital Marketing. Karen will help you better position your brand on the web to engage visitors and get results. She's local and responsive. Call Karen Naturals at 401-321-2799. That's 401-321-2799. Or find Karen on the web at www.innovast.com.
0: Remember, for your business, Mega Truck and Trailer Repair. Call them today, 508. MEG, Mega MIGA, Truck and Trailer Appear, Commercial Trailers, Diesel Equipment. Remember, free estimates. Call them today, 508 336 2110. Mega Truck and Trailer Appear, FHWA Inspections or an Island State Inspection Station, Trailer Pickup and Delivery, 24 hour mobile service, ABS repairs, brakes, doors. If it's on a trailer, they can fix it. Mega Truck and Trailer Appear. Call them 508-336-2110, 508-336-2110 for MIGA truck and trailer repair. It's John DePietro. weekdays. We start at 11. We go until 2. It's AM 1380, 99.9 FM. With me is the managing editor, OceanStateCurrent.com, Justin Katz. Justin, I want to um, focus a little bit or talk a little bit about, I should say, Governor Armando. One of the things that gets people you know kind of crazy and it starts to lead to this discussion of people and i think it's a fair question of whether or not there are two sets of rules uh you have these people you know someone sends a picture to channel 10 there's some people sitting outside on the water making their way over to block island on the block island ferry and somebody decides to snap a photo send it to channel 10 and then the governor starts talking about you people at the Block Island ferry and kind of scolding them a little bit, and and I'll tell you, Justin, and then still ignoring the fact that you know what was that? Thirty people in the photo. There are literally thousands of people side by side, next to each other, long periods of time on the lawn at the Rhode Island State House. And there hasn't been one protest. They're at Burnside Park. There's several of them. And um, there's never a mention, and I've covered some of them. You, there's some people in a mask. Not everyone's in a mask. Um, but there's definitely, it seems to be an atmosphere. It's okay to go after the people on the Block Island Ferry, but there's no mention of any of the protesters.
1: Right, and, and it's not only that. It's, you would think she'd temper her kind of, her mom voice a little bit. You know, she, we don't. I think the quote was, she said, we don't, other states are seeing seeing a surge and we don't have to have that if if everyone keeps following the rules and so that's it's kind of a keep following the rules chastisement of 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 people when just a couple weeks ago not only did she not use her mom voice with protesters she went out among them without a mask without socially distancing and it's hard to see how that how she has any credibility to be Criticizing people anymore, especially if you have experience with with different locations. You know, if you if you go to a city like Providence, um, and compare that with sitting on the top of the Block Island ferry, um, sure, I, I suppose it's possible you can catch things on the ferry. But the wind is always very high, so the idea that I mean, you're you're usually just wind in your face the whole time over. It's hard to imagine that being a very very conducive to, to passing a virus like this. Um, so I, I think that that would be an example of looking at different, the facts of, the facts on the ground. What is what is this experience actually like? And is this where a virus could be transmitted versus uh, what we're seeing, um, and which is really doing damage to credibility for, for government generally, I think, and a COVID response specifically, is they're not making judgments based on where you are, but on what you're actually doing so if you're protesting that's okay and or i should say if you're pro- protesting for a, a progressive cause that's okay if you're if you're on a on a ship with a lot of wind uh that's not okay and i think that people are starting to tire of that and i think it's going to contribute to more people are just ignoring the rules um, and uh maybe it'll lead to more more snitching but i think eventually that story will get old too it is kind of disconcerting. Oh, we're getting a lot of complaints. I mean, who has that first thought? Oh, these people need to put on masks. I'm going to take a picture of them and send it to the governor and to the news media. I think we're, we're entering a new phase of that. And I, I think very soon we'll start to see some pretty strong pushback of that. I wouldn't be surprised if we start seeing uh, kind of scuffles on places like the Block Island Ferry where somebody notices that they're having their picture taken and they, they get aggressive about it. I, um, I hope you're right.
0: Because I've never liked that part of it, of uh, people doing that. People would send the pictures to me, look at this. And they'd send me a bunch of pictures of just cars at Garter Park or Lincoln Woods. And then, never mind the fact, you know, the people aren't in the cars and then they're out walking along the park. So, but people just fell into this mindset of, look at this, look at these people, look how self, like that type of thing. Um, and also, I, I would find, you know, there was someone I kind of chastised a little bit on social media who was, you know, posting, uh, shut down this store. And, and when I question them, of what what are you talking about? Well, I saw a woman in there without a mask. And, well, you know, anyone that's paid attention, Justin, they talk about there's some people, if you have an underlying health condition, there's certain people who they're unable to wear a mask. And it, it would be worse for them if they had to wear a mask. You know, if I go somewhere and encounter someone, I, I just mind my own business and go on my way. I don't, some of these people that turn into you know, there's vigilantism over the, uh, the lack of mask. And these are some of the same people that don't vote. What did you think of the fact that Dr. Scott was um, at the protest? You know, I don't know if we're calling it a march or a protest. Uh, a, a liberal media outlet said, oh, she's a rock star. You know, it's, it's interesting. The, um, it's interesting when if someone wants to freeze a gathering and say, well, they're, they're getting together for unity and they're getting together, you know, all as one, that's okay. But when there have been some of the uh, protests or the people or excessive quarantine that wanted to get together, they just seem like loudmouth malcontents who basically had no right voicing their their opinion.
1: Right. Well, I mean, we've both seen uh, progressive journalists out there uh, kind of almost doxing Kids at, at conservative rallies. Oh, look at these people being driven, drawn out there by their parents to march around without a mask. Um, and that does turn around. I think the the interesting question about the health director is it it does start to. She, she's a she's a director of a, of an important department in the state government who everybody's supposed to trust is focused on on the issue she's there to represent. And of course, that doesn't shouldn't limit her you know civil rights and her ability to. to speak mind and all that kind of stuff um but it when you when you really start to get the sense of two different rules as we were just talking about the sense of politics over public health uh, when that is an issue it does start to become a question of why the the public health director is, is a speaker at, at an outside event you know it's, it seems like the kind of thing you might i'll pass on this uh and th- that kind of that sense has kind of gone out the window and it, it does it, i think if that continues it's going to increasingly cause people to to feel like there are two sets of rules and once they do that there's there's going to be very little trust in the system
0: i've also um and folks again uh good afternoon it's shonda petro we speak with justin katz managing editor oceanstatecurrent.com our segment is politics uh this week and uh i've also given up justin that i, I just find Uh, A lot of times our local TV news, not everybody, but there's just so many. It's, you know, the young reporter. They're in from somewhere in New England, um, really green. And, uh, you know, on Friday night was another example where it was um, it was supposed to be where, you know, uh, Juneteenth. And instead, it's a Juneteenth slash defund the police And it's reported on local television, at least one local station of look at these young people to get together to celebrate this. All you have to do is make one phone call to the police and find out who was involved with the planning and organizing, because the police always reach out and they want to make sure it's going to go as smooth as it possibly can. And just try to get there an idea of, you know, do they need a uh, police escort? Are they going to be walking? Are they going to be walking somewhere? So we get our people along the route, keep everyone safe. And, um, and, you know, of course, the Juneteenth slash becomes the defund the police. Uh, it's the usual suspects. You know, it's uh, and I could tell, you know, it's some of the same names that that you and I have heard from um, that have been involved with the with the uh, white Detention Center and uh, and so forth. And yet local television just won't won't uh, report on that.
1: Oh no, and and it's worse. I mean, often they're out there tweeting things like, "So happy to be part of this event." I mean, um, so it's. I think the the news media is in in a bad way with this, especially when the you know, with New York Times having to let go of an editor for publishing a U.S. senator that news, that the underground the reporters don't like. Uh, that's it's it's getting hard to to find that that differentiation. And as I said earlier, the the reporting on something like Juneteenth, the, the news media is becoming almost you know, part of this ideological movement. And that can quickly become you know, reporting what particular politicians want reported. Uh, and I think that's, I mean, we're, we're talking about different subjects here. But I think as we get into a, a contentious election year, that's going to be very damaging, uh, where people just don't trust what they're hearing from the news media. And, it's just, and they just get sucked into the, the divisive politics. Everything and like the director, the director of health, they really be uh, just as straight a line as they can. But I, I think that's kind of gone out the, the window with the, the younger generation of reporters,
0: folks. Coming up a lot more ahead, our segment, Politics This Week with Justin Katz. It's all ahead on the John DePietro show. I received the nicest email from one of our listeners saying, John DiPietro, thank you for telling us about Winfield Termite and Pest Control. I said, hey, thank them. Folks, you can call them today, Winfield Termite and Pest Control, 401-821-7800, online, winfieldpest.com. Rhode Island's most dependable pest control service, Winfield Termite and Pest Control. Remember, family-friendly pest control professionals that you can trust for your home. Call them today, 821-7800. 7800 what can winfield termite and pest control do well remove ants termites mice cockroaches any pest from your home yard business or commercial property for a free estimate or to schedule a home inspection call winfield termite and pest control today the team you can depend on 821 7800 now listen this is going to be a bad tick season But it won't be, or mosquitoes, not if you call Winfield, Termite, and Pest Control. They can protect you, your family, from ticks, mosquitoes. Now listen, who knows what potential viruses that could be spread, whether it be from a mosquito. This is not the time that you want to get Lyme disease from a tick. You'll be able to enjoy your property, maybe for yourself, for your family, for your grandchildren. Protect your home, your family, and business. And that's what it's about protection i trust winfield termite and pest control to protect you your family your property your home and your business winfield termite and pest control call them today 821-7800 821-7800 winfield termite pest control rhode island's most dependable pest control service a family friendly pest control professionals folks you're gonna love these guys you can trust call them today 821-7800
2: 821-7800 or online at winfieldpest.com Have you been thinking about updating your website? Do you have questions about how to get the most out of social media for your business? Would you like a free consultation from a local digital marketing professional who has been doing this work for 23 years? Contact Karen Etchels at Avast Digital Marketing. Karen will help you better position your brand on the web to engage visitors and get results. She's local and responsive. Call Karen Etchells at 401-321-2799. That's 401-321-2799. Or find Karen on the web at www.innovas.com. Folks,
0: remember, for all your tree service, well, you want to call Yankee Tree. Call them today, 401 401- Folks, again, it's John DePietro. Weekdays, we start at 11. We go until 2 a.m., 1380, 99.9 FM. We continue our segment, Politics This Week, with Justin Katz, managing editor OceanStateCurrent.com. And, Justin, uh, last week, Providence Mayor Jorge Alorza, he announced, had a briefing and said the uh, Providence plantation was being removed from the state name as far as any city documents. And there's a report in the Providence Journal that Governor Mundo as much as and I, I asked her about this on Friday and the Friday before that, I had asked her in um, because there was talk about Providence Plantation, state of Rhode Island and Providence Plantation. And at the time, Governor munder said, well, I think it should be on the ballot. And um, and now, though, it sounds as though she's had a little bit of a change of heart and she's going to take some action and she's going to move through executive order now in order to. I think change it in some way as far as state papers and uh, stationery and so forth. So I'd like to get your thoughts on the governor through executive order changing the state name.
1: Well, I think it's it, to me it, it ties right in with <clears throat> with our actions during the COVID-19 crisis uh, and kind of a comfort with what can only be called dictatorial rule. I mean we had this question on the ballot 10 years ago and, and you know, once you get to over, say, age 35, you start to realize 10 years isn't that long of a time. And in 10 years ago, it wasn't even close. It was a resounding uh, response from the people of Rhode Island that they want to keep the name as it as it is. And now that may have changed, but the, the way you find that out is to go back on a ballot. I mean, if we're going to have that question every 10 years, fine. But uh, to to go from that data point to suddenly issuing executive orders that you're going to change the name wherever you possibly can that starts to be it, it really starts to show a disrespect for for representative democracy um, and I, I but i what struck me it it reminds me of and I, I warned about this at the time the change of of redefining marriage to be to be same-sex marriage inclusive um, now whatever you think about that issue i think progressives really learned that you can push your issues by, by doing little things, everything you can possibly do in every location you can possibly do it. um, Just push it, push it, push it. So you have executives, whether mayors or governors, or even the president saying, all right, we're going to, we're going to change this rule that changes the definition of marriage or changes the name of the state. And then you, so you're, you're really starting to, you don't want to ask the people for their opinion, because you know, they disagree with you. So you start to, change things around the fringes and nudge the people toward what you want and i think that that starts to become a very very dangerous attitude if we accept it especially in the one of the probably a, a pretty chilling line i thought in a, the governor's press release on this uh was that she wants to stamp out not only systemic racism but individual racism and that's that starts to get into really terrifying place because you're you're now talking about stamping out the beliefs of individuals using government. Um, and I, I, when you tie that in with, say, all the statues being knocked down and, and histories being rewritten and books that are forbidden, um, I've, I've seen a number of essays recently about this quick transition from burning books to knocking down statues to killing people. Um, not that we're anywhere near that step, at least I hope not, but once, you, once you've once you tried to burn the books and stamp out ideas, and then you start toppling the statues of the people who represented those ideas to some, even some small extent in history, the next thing to do to stamp out that individual racism is to start to go after actual people. Uh, and I think we're, we're seeing kind of a callousness. I mean, changing the name of the state seems like a small issue, but um, our governors should be, and mayors should be looking at what does this do to the rule of law? What are my responsibilities as an elected official? And we're, we're just not seeing that the, the attitude is really what, what can I do to push my beliefs on people? And we've seen that with this governor for all along, you know, with her, her sexist girls only uh, essay contest, um, whatever they can do to push their ideology, they will. And I, I think that that starts to really push us into dangerous territory.
0: What do you also make of the fact that uh, Mayor Alorza, um, I think it also kind of shows priorities. I mean, he has been absent from the scene, nowhere to be found when you do have a situation where, you know, the police and the fire are basically fighting in Providence uh, over that allegation about the racial profiling. And he was nowhere, uh, hasn't said anything since his first remarks. And yet he makes time to come out to sign this about the the state name change. I think it also, you know, that to me, Justin, that that's you you don't get to do that. Like you don't get to pick that that's the priority to you when you have much more pressing issues going on in your city.
1: Well, I I think I mean, I, I just saw before coming. Coming on to talk to the, the the police union has voted no confidence in the leadership of the city over this over the issue you just mentioned, uh, and I, I think something like uh, we're changing the name of the the state on our letterhead for the city uh, that it, it almost seems like a kind of a passive aggressive way of not of, of offering opinion on that fight while not offering an opinion on that fight, uh, and it I, so I, th- I think it's it's going it's gotta hurt his ability to run his city that as you say, this is his priority. And it's kind of, if you think about it, it's, it's kind of surprising to see the mayor of the capital city taking steps to remove the name of his own city from, from letterhead, because he That's wants right. to take it out of the state. Uh, it's just, there's, there's it, it's politics over everything and it's opportunism. Uh, and it, it does, I wonder on a political angle, whether, because we've, we've just talked before about the kind of the, the interaction of the mayor and the governor, uh, Alorza and Raimondo specifically, and it does make you wonder if he got wind of what the governor was intending to do and, and wanted to move first, or if he did it and then she got pressured to, to, to issue her own executive order. Uh, it, it'd be interesting to have some behind-the-scenes commentary on that. But either way, it does show this. It's it, it's kind of they're just it's. They're not taking anything with any seriousness. It wants the whatever is politically necessary and expedient, whatever the narrative the, the left sets through the news media, these two are right on it. And, and that's that's worrisome as well.
0: You know, you raise
1: a good point about and
0: again, folks, good afternoon or good morning. It's Sean DiPietro. It's um, our segment is. Politics this week with Justin Katz, managing editor at OceanStateCard.com. You know, the late uh, Buddy Sands used to talk about that when he was in negotiations on certain things, for instance, they wanted to redo... The Performing Arts Center, he said, we will cooperate as long as it's the Providence Performing Arts Center, now known as the PPAC. And they wanted to put up a mall. And he said, sure, as long as it's the Providence Place Mall or it's the Providence Civic Center. Like, and you see exactly where that's going. When you think about it, he could have stepped back and said, let's just remove the word plantation. So it's state of Rhode Island and Providence. But he doesn't think that way. And, uh, and I just, you know, there is a difference between someone that sees the value in having the capital city's name on something and someone who just immediately goes with, you know, whatever in some way the mob. Justin, can you also touch on, and and we're seeing this nationwide, that, you know, you and I have been uh, the Rhode Island Center for Freedom and Prosperity and yourself. I, I, you know, we encourage and I encourage people to get involved in government, encourage people to get involved in the system to uh certainly to vote uh awareness and, and I try to when I can help uh good government organizations but you know recently there have been people saying you know is that is does voting work or we're seeing that it's frightening but in twenty twenty, Justin Katz, the way to get your agenda is to form a mob and to burn buildings and threaten people and mob rule and have them afraid of you and just tear things down and that's how you get your your will
1: across um what what are your thoughts on that well i I think uh it kind of goes back to the juneteenth conversation it starts to it really starts to feel like a social click where you you have to be you have to be up on what in this case the the mob is saying you have to be up on Um, you have to be you have to be in line with whatever the news media is saying you have to be in line with and I it is it does really uh, I mean the, the phrase we've heard a lot of uh, or at least I have over the past few years is if you want more Trump this is how you get more Trump and what that usually means is you're not following rules you're not letting people express themselves or or actually listening to the will of the people and what they voted for instead you're trying to do a gin up fake scandals to knock people out of office. You, and once you start doing that, and I think, I mean, if we're, if we're broadening the, the scope a little bit, if you, if you look at recent Supreme Court rulings where um, on the the Dreamers Act for specifically, the, the the court, as I understand it, has essentially said, yeah, Obama the Obama administration's actions were not in line with the law. But... The Trump administration can't stop doing what the Obama administration illegally did. And when, when, now, I don't know what I I haven't read it thoroughly, so I don't know how clever the legal arguments are. But to the average person seeing that as the as the decision of the Supreme Court, what do you do? Where do you go? There's there's nowhere to go. You know, you you elect somebody who's brash and who's going to go out there and fight the system. uh, And that's that's president trump but what do you do when that's no longer working it, it starts to break down and then you look at uh the seattle where they've got several blocks that have declared independence from the united states uh Chaz or chop or whatever they're calling themselves this week um, that y- you really quickly break down to to just battle in the street. Uh, and that 's you know and it goes from a small way from from the governor issuing an executive order to change the name of the state wherever she can up to the Supreme Court you know issuing rulings that to a sizable portion of the public just look absurd on their face uh, I, I I hate to see where this is going and i, I you, you really do wish people would would st- the adults would kind of enter the room, but as you say. Uh, we often encourage people to get involved in the system. But what's the point to them when you know, everything's a landmine, you're constantly targeting, everything is political. Uh, you're Suddenly you can't run for a local office even without having your, your family or your business. Everything becomes a target for this kind of mob mentality pushed by an ideology. And I, 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 it doesn't lead us to a good place, at least that I can see.
0: touch on uh, the situation out in seattle because you know as much as uh, that is uh, thank god an isolated situation justin katz that doesn't mean that that there aren't other people looking at that saying wow you know that well, that's yeah, the way it, to too, go too that's the direction we want to move
1: into um, that's the direction we need to move into and, and the others is we are going to definitely prevent that from happening here uh, it is i don't know t- from my perspective it is a useful uh kind of experiment. I mean, I I kind of agree with the president. You know, you you need to take control of your streets, Seattle. uh, There are people who live in that area and work there who have nothing to do with this movement, who are trapped, basically, in a lawless situation. with It seems like warlords roaming the streets. Um, that, That needs to be controlled. But at the same time, I think we're learning lots of lessons. As you know, you see a headline coming out uh, complaints of police wouldn't respond to an emergency. Well, they're blocked off. They're not. I mean, responding to emergency. It's starting to look like Fallujah or, or some some foreign war torn city. Uh, it's it's it, it, it's really kind of surprising that that it's it's there's there's really no debate about whether it's a good thing or a bad thing and I think that's because it's it's clearly a bad thing and it, it but it it's a bad thing being done by people that the the left and the news media and a particular political party support so um, hopefully it doesn't spread that that region of the country has been kind of uh, kind of unique in this way uh, and antifa for example is very strong over on the west coast in that area um, so I, I don't think it'll spread and, and I think we saw with with the the control of the the, the well the riot but then the, the protest in Providence that other states aren't quite as as likely to have that happen uh, but it, it could very easily and that's where you know and what you have to hope is that the the other side so to speak and and finally Justin just talk.
0: I was going to say, and finally, just touch on the Rhode Island Center for Freedom Prosperity and the campaign. Do you think it's moving far enough as far as the governor with her phases and uh, we want our summer back?
1: Well, I think that that pressure is very important. I think um, a lot of what the, the governor is moving quickly because the data just shows she has to. But that doesn't really matter unless there are people saying, yeah, we're looking at the numbers too and we want you to, to let us do more and get out there. I think we're, we're seeing with phase three, I mean, it's good that she's moving more quickly, saying you can have more people than I predicted at your, your social gatherings or your, your venue. Uh, but it really just show the lack of wisdom of her making proclamations in March, April and May about what it was going to look like during the summer. Because there are people who've canceled weddings and, and so on that could now do it with the new regulations. And I I think that was a very bad idea, but I I do think the the Center for Freedom and Prosperity and the hashtag, we want our summer back campaign and even a jingle um, does make a difference in, in pushing that. Because if there's no opposition, I mean, if you look at something like the Providence Plantations, fight. Part of why the governor thinks she can issue an executive order is because she doesn't think anybody who will oppose her visit vocally out in the public. Uh, and so I think that's a, that's a role the center has definitely played uh, on, on issues for years saying, you know what, we have to, and sometimes we don't even have the time to do it, uh, but we have to speak up here because there has to be an opposition voice. And I think people should support that.
0: Folks, he is the managing manager of OceanStateCurrent.com. He's just. This portion of the John DiPietro show is brought to you by MEGA MEGA professionals. Call them today, 508 336 7801. 508 336 7801. Now, what exactly do they do, MEGA professionals? They're here to help you run your business by finding you workers. And maybe you need workers. Maybe you need drivers, workers, certified help. Part-time, full-time, weekend work, uh, local, a.k.a. sleep-at-home drivers, class A, B, non-CDL, warehouse workers, mechanics, skilled workers, labor, healthcare professionals, office professionals. You need workers. You need MEGA, M-E-G-A, professionals. You're trying to run your business. Listen, it's a hassle trying to hire people, go through all the resumes, set up the interviews. Instead, it's one phone call. To help you with your company, MEGA Professionals. 508 336 7801. 508 336 7801 for MEGA Professionals. MEGA Logistics. They're there to help you. Give them a call today 401 431 2300. MEGA MEGA Logistics. If you have freight, you need freight, goods, Third party brokerage, warehousing, transportation, custom freight, they have the experience. Call them today. MEGA Logistics 401 431
2: 2300. We look like Tom Hanks and Castaway. Tom Brady left our Tampa Bay. Teacher said kids we can distance school young. And so get to us, family, Easter Bunny wore a mask up into ya, hallelujah, Roadie made it through ya, workers shout out to ya, 'Cause 'Cause cause we're Rhode Islanders, cause we're Rhode Islanders, cause we're
0: Well, folks, if you're looking for work, are you tired of staying home, maybe ready to be part of the new movement? Express Employment Professionals have temporary, temporary to permanent, and permanent jobs available. Did you know you can temp and collect? That's right. Contact Express Employment Professionals today. They're looking for dedicated individuals, tired of staying home, want to get out into the workforce, and make Rhode Island's economy boom again. They're located one fifty-five jefferson boulevard in warwick right off of 95 you can call them at 739-8460 express employment professionals be the change be the new movement contact express employment professionals of warwick today 739-8460 express employment professionals been putting over 1 million people to work worldwide for the past 25 years franchise office right in warwick rhode island owned by liliana dolan Also, by the way, she's the president of the Corvette Club of Rhode Island. Making a plea out there, those that are not collecting unemployment or if you're collecting unemployment and you're bored staying at home, contact their office in Warwick today at 739-8460 and talk to Des or Sylvia. Discuss the jobs they have open for you today. Walk-ins are welcome. You have to wear a mask. Office hours 9 to 4 every day in Warwick right off Jefferson Boulevard. Check out their website expresspros.com located 155 jefferson boulevard in warwick right on jefferson boulevard right off of 95 see what they have to offer contact them 739-8460 739-8460 express employment professionals
3: web at www.innovast.com.
0: This portion of the John DePietro show is brought to you by Lawn Doctor. Call today your best lawn ever guaranteed 401 392 1025. 401 392 1025 or online they have a great website lawndoctor.com. What do they do? Well outdoor pest control. Annual program, lawn care service. They make great lawns happen lawn doctor Rhode island your lawn care company love your lawn best lawn guaranteed call them today 401-392-1025 free uh, consultation and estimate 401-392-1025 lawn doctor and now is the time because you can get the early spring the crabgrass control time release fertilizer professional blend of high calcium line lawn doctor Go online, check them out. It's LawnDoctor.com or call them today. 401-392-1025. Lawn Doctor.
2: Well, March was the strangest month. watching the friars at the dunk. When suddenly the gov delivered a message to you. Can you You all to stay at home. No school, no work in this hot zone. A virus hit Rhode Island called Corona. Called Corona. Become become a loner and talk by phone. uh, Cause we're Rhode Island.
0: When your appliance is dying, just call Ryan, Ryan's Appliance Repair. Call them today, 401-710-7096, 401-710-7096, Ryan's Appliance Repair. Now, I like to tell the story, I don't mind, but one morning I went up to uh, get up to use the dryer and just had done a wash and suddenly it wouldn't work. Now, did I panic? No. Did I try to fix it? Don't be ridiculous. No, I called Ryan's Appliance Repair at 401 401- 710-7096. 7, we made an appointment. Ryan said, Juan, I'll be there at, at nine o'clock at five of nine. A truck appeared in my driveway. It said Ryan's appliance repair. He came right in, fixed the driver, uh, dryer, excuse me, within five minutes. And then I think it was about two weeks later, I went to make a uh, microwave popcorn, and then suddenly the microwave wouldn't work. So what did I do? I called Ryan's appliance repair. At 401 710 7096. And then one time, even the oven wasn't working. And again, who did I call? You get the gist of the story. Ryan's Appliance Repair, 401 710 7096, serving Rhode Island and Massachusetts. Now, Ryan offers a senior citizens discount. All work is guaranteed for 90 days, parts and labor. And He'll also do a Saturday appointment. It's Ryan's Appliance Repair. When your appliance is dying, you know who to call. Call Ryan, 401-710-7096.